0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis here on this windy and cold and wintry day in the piney woods of northeast Texas here in Queen City. And uh, we're just excited this morning to be gathered around God's Word with God's people. So grab your Bibles. We're going to start something new today titled, From the Cross to the Throne. I believe the Lord is going to help us to understand some things a little better than we have before and help us to learn to dwell, to stay gathered, how to stay gathered around the throne and how the cross of Christ plays the center focus of this opportunity for every Christian not to be uh, only thinking about the benefits of Calvary for, for, for when we die and we go and we're with the Lord, but for many of the benefits which Jesus died for us to have are for right now. Now faith is for right now, and we need to be experiencing more than we ever have before, that there's always more for, that the Lord has for us to be able to be experiencing. Now it doesn't have to be, we're just waiting to get to heaven, although we are looking and reaching and waiting for that which is coming, that day where we see our Lord in the in the in the clouds and and with the with the multitude of God's people and we become like Him, never to have to face the horrors of this evil world again as we have now. But uh, for now, We need to be experiencing the very substance that the Bible says our faith can be for us. Faith is substance. And uh, we're gonna see some things today and we're gonna gonna learn a little bit, I pray, as the Lord desires to impart truth into our hearts. We're gonna see uh, how this whole thing of Christianity works, how we're to experience our Lord beginning the moment That we're born again and we begin to be led by his spirit, changed by his spirit as long as we keep beholding that which the Holy Spirit delivered us unto even initially when we were born again, which was the death of Jesus, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, how much our God loved us to be willing to be pleased to bruise and to wound his own son for the forgiveness of our sins, that we might have the Spirit of God be led by the Spirit of God, strengthened by the Spirit of God, and carry out all of God's will by the Spirit of the Lord. And we want to begin this this, uh, series today titled From the Cross to the Throne. And I want to say this before we begin that... You and I are, 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 are to be found living, so to speak, the throne life. I'm, I'm reading behind a man. His name is F.J. Hugel, and his writings are uh, very much used of the Lord for those who understand that the cross is God's focus and the cross has to be our focus and uh, so that we can come into proper vision and that with, without, we will die and to see uh, God's will carried out in our lives where we can stay on this path that God put us on when he saved us through his son by his spirit. But you and I... Are uh, to live this what we'll call the the throne life, and we'll see why beginning here in Ephesians chapter two, and at first you may tilt your head sideways, but if you'll stay with us, you'll see that what we're teaching uh, here is, is 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 nothing more than scriptural reality and scriptural opportunity. And potential for us to live by grace, which for the most part is just words today, but we can live by grace through faith. And the Bible says in the fifth chapter of Romans that we reign in life by Jesus Christ through grace, or by grace, rather, through righteousness. So I believe the Lord's going to show us some great things today today. And uh, here in the Scriptures, before we dig in here in Ephesians chapter 2, don't forget, you can find everything we do at the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. I just uploaded four, uh, the four new commentaries there, four uh, chapter segments of the Book of Romans that you can get in PDF form. And uh, print it off the whole thing, or you can uh, read it online in ebook format, and just go to the website. again thecrosswaychurch.com. click on the store icon, look for the ebooks, click on the, the different opportunities and open them up. and you'll find the ebooks under the gift offerings or something like that, but you'll find them there. and uh, praise the Lord for the opportunity. Let's read here this morning in part one of from the Cross to the Throne, Let's just start in verse 4 in Ephesians chapter 2. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together. This is something that's been done. We're Christians, we're saved, we're born again, if that be the case for you. If not, you can be born again now saved from your sin simply by believing upon God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, having paid the price for your forgiveness and deliverance on the cross on which he died. You can be saved right now in a twinkling of an eye. But this is, these scriptures here are past tense, The cross happened 2,000 years ago. In God's mind, in his his architectural layout, he says in Revelation chapter 13 that it happened before the foundation of the world. Peter wrote the same thing in 1 Peter 1 and 20. But it had to become a a manifestation and a reality, which it did 2,000 years ago. But that was 2,000 years ago. So... When we believed, whether it was today, yesterday, or whenever in our lives that we believed, God sees that that was a done deal, sealed deal for us, not just 2,000 years ago, but even before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1 and 4 says that God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. So again, we're looking at God's architectural layout in which he knows everything right now about everything and always has and always will. He's omniscient and always has been and he had to bring his plan into fruition by giving his son literally on the cross and you and I had to be born in this life and to accept Jesus Christ literally believing in our hearts That which he did was for us on the cross. It can't just be, I'm in agreement that what Jesus did is a historical fact. I have to believe he did that for me and accept him as my Lord as having done that for me and follow him. Hallelujah. So this is a past tense deal. Let's read it again. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in sin, see, we're no longer dead in sins. That confirms it was in the past when we were lost, has quickened us. That means he's brought us to life together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Now that by grace are you saved, he's talking about what happened at Calvary because that's where we were dead in sins. Jesus was dying. The manifestation of Jesus dying on the cross was because all were dead. He died for all because all were dead. Take a note this morning. 2 Corinthians 5 and 14 tells us that. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if Christ died for all, then all were dead. So Jesus died for all and he did it by, by, by grace, by the spirit of grace. By, he tasted death For all men by the grace of God. And that absolutely means by the Spirit of grace. Let's look at, to prove it, let's look at Hebrews 9 and 14 this morning and read this to to confirm the fact, the truth, that Jesus tasting death for all men by the grace of God was by the Spirit of grace. Watch. In Hebrews 9 and 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Watch again. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. What Jesus did on Calvary's cross was through the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 2 and 9 says that it was by grace that he tasted death for all men. And you know, some people think this is just the basics, but you're going to find out in these sessions that without these truths that many call basic. And just because they were where we began and the New Testament is full of, you better stay where you began. You better get back to that first love. (coughs) You better get back to that place you were before you fell from grace. You better get back to that place where you were Where you first begin to obey the truth by having faith in the sacrifice of Christ, Hallelujah. See, it can't be the cross and it's got to be the cross alone, Hallelujah. And we'll see some great truths in this. But he says here in verse six, and he has raised us up together. He's we've been resurrected with Christ, but not just resurrected. With Christ out of the grave, He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now, the reality is that you are, and this is what you don't hear very much of because I don't know if we just don't know it to teach it or know it to, to share it or if we just think everybody knows this and what are you? why are you wasting your time? So, no, these, these are the things that really need to be taught. And you're going to find out why in these, in this series we're doing because the Bible says... That we've got to have grace to serve God. We've got to have grace for the will of God to be carried out, whether it's to be a pastor, whether it's to be a husband, a father, a, a worker on a job, I don't care. For 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 listen, for your Christianity to be what it says it should be scripturally, which is the expression of Christ, you've got to have grace. And grace is not just floating around. You can't get grace except at the throne. You've got to find out how you can get to the throne because the Bible does say let us come to the throne and we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into all that scripturally. And I understand there's very few people amidst what's called Christianity today, true Christianity, there's very few people who are really interested in hearing and learning, receiving and keeping, applying, walking in sound doctrine. Many people just chase men across the country. They wouldn't walk across the street to hear the preaching of the cross because they consider that. It's their own lustful flesh doing it. I've been there. You're not careful. It'll happen now. It doesn't matter how long you've known this truth. The the potential to to put the cross down and replace it with anything or to think that you're not when you actually are is there at every moment of your life. But we're going to learn that we've already been crucified. We've already been delivered from the place of being dead in sin, and now we are dead to sin, meaning the sin nature. This is past tense stuff, folks. The cross, it's in the past, but you're going to find out if you're a student of the Word, it may be in the past, but it's what your God, by His Spirit, is delivering you Unto always, because you can't get to the throne unless you go through the cross. You can't get to the throne unless you go through the cross. And you don't automatically just hang out at the throne. I got news for you. Let's look over there at that. I believe it's a, a Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, this, is, this is going to be a great, great study for you and me, those who have spirit-taught hearts, those, again, who are not just chasing folk all over, but they're, they're, they're running after the truth. They're, they're running after what gives them. Listen, you know it's the Holy Spirit. When, when the view of the Lamb is becoming more clear and more clear, the view of the Lamb, the Scriptures beginning to shine the light that they are upon the one who claimed he is the light and what he did for us on the cross to become that light. Glory be to God. Listen, we won't be talked out of this great focus. We won't be talked out of it with words that are up here, but they're really under the table. We won't be talked out of it. it listen, we're just going to trust our Heavenly Father through faith in what He did at Calvary and we're not mo- We get it all when we're beholding the Lamb. I said we get it all when we're beholding the Lamb. You get the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You get you get it all because you got to get to the throne to have grace and mercy, but you can't can't get there unless you go through the place God is delivering you always, which is unto death. So as we've said over the last several weeks in our ministry here, Chi ching write it down again, check it off. Another reason that our God, by his spirit, delivers us, somebody say it, always, to the death of his son because there's no way to the throne except through the death of his son. So let's look at this here in Hebrews chapter four for a moment today. And let's start in verse 16 and we'll back up and work our way to verse 16 because we need to see what's going on here when the Holy Spirit says it's time to tell us this. So verse 16 says let us Therefore, meaning because of this, let us come to the throne boldly, which means confidently unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. See, we see right here very clearly that anything that we're going to do We need God's help in doing it. How do I know? My Jesus, I I hope my Jesus is your Jesus, but my Jesus said, you can't do anything without me. So that means I need grace 24-7. So that means I need to learn how to dwell, how to inhabit, how to stay gathered around the throne. Because I always need to be in the process of obtaining mercy and finding grace to be a father, a husband, a pastor, a coworker, a whatever that God has laid before me to be able to, to to function in and to magnify His Son and glorify Him through. I, listen, I've got to have grace. I, I've got to have grace. I can't express my Savior without grace. And it's got to be that grace that he tasted death by, Hebrews 2 and 9. So let's read this again before we back up. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace, a throne that's established there from before the foundation of the world by what happened before the foundation of the world, which was the Lamb slain. It's a throne of grace. There's no need for the word grace if there's not a need for redemption. We're saved by grace. We've already read it. The Lord so strongly the other evening reminded me that the entirety of this 7,000-year period that we're in before the new heavens and the new earth come into being, this entire 7,000-year period is about redemption. It is all about redemption. Therefore, it's all about redemption the lamb it is all not 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 almost all not the lamb it all about the lamb you're not told to behold anything other than the lamb to be being changed into that image we're not told to listen nothing else will work I don't care what all the blessings and the benefits are. If you're preaching them without your main focus being the lamb slain, you, you are only, and I did it for years, you, only men are only going to follow you. They're only going to follow you, maybe because your stamina, maybe because your ability to speak, maybe because of your singing, your musical abilities, maybe because of your name, maybe whatever the case, we know in these last few moments that the only people who are going to be following the ones that God sends are the ones who want to hear the message of redemption. And see, this is where we've messed up as the church We've gotten saved, we are redeemed, we have been redeemed, then we put all that on the back burner and we start reaching for everything else. My friends, with with, with words of men's wisdom that, that start trying to separate the foundation from everything else, this entire 7,000-year period, when it's pertaining to God and His plan, that's all it's pertaining to anyway— is about redemption. You being redeemed, and then you living redeemed, learning how to be redeemed, and learning what it means and how it comes into being for you to be transformed, conformed into the image of the one who redeems you. It is all, all about redemption. Cha-ching. Check it off. That's why Another reason, the Holy Spirit always delivers us unto death for Jesus' sake so he can be expressed through our lives. If you get tired of hearing this, it's only our flesh because it doesn't want, you know, our flesh will reach a point to where it tries to tell us, Enough of the focus of Calvary. Enough of warning concerning what's wrong. Just let God do that. All these, all the when our flesh is so subtle, deceitful, and deceptive, we will, we will, the flesh will talk you out of carrying the cross to be able to follow Christ. And the flesh will be all sorts of religious. But the flesh will never take the cross up, my friend. It will be denied as you choose by faith to take the cross up, denying self and to follow Christ. So watch this. Let's back up here in Hebrews chapter 4 and let's start in verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And he's talking about us uh, laboring to enter into that rest. And he tells us here earlier that we do that by believing. That's our labor. Jesus taught us that. When they gathered around Jesus and said, What must we do to do the labor, the work of God? He said, Believe on the one God sent. That's him. To believe on Jesus is to find yourself entering in, laboring to enter into the rest because he is the rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And we won't go back and get further into that. But, and he says, for the word of God is quick. That means it's alive. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. You better understand, my friends, the word of God by the spirit of God is the only thing that can pierce between your soul and spirit and bring you in to the will of God. See, the spirit of God is in communion with the new spirit you've received. And your soul is saved, but it's still the seat of who you are because your soul is where your emotions are, your will, and your mind take place. That's that's where everything... And your mind and your will is going to rule over your emotions. You need to know these things. The Word of God is the only thing that can pierce between that soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and... This word of God that's alive is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, if the Word of God is not in our lives, we'll never know why we're thinking, what we're thinking. We'll we'll just be kind of like an old cow out in the pasture. You know, a cow will just keep walking by the same old nail and cutting itself. I've watched them do it, walking by the same old nail, cutting itself deeper and deeper. And not, you know, a cow doesn't step back and say, why am I doing this? It just keeps doing it. And you and I are not like animals. We can step back from the situation situation if we've got the Word of God and say why am I doing this why why is it and, and what do I need to do and the Word of God is what comes into our lives and allows us to be able to discern between the thoughts and the intents of our hearts it's the Word of God that's able to do that and he says neither is there any creature watch because what we're reading is leading us to the place where we're going to have to be told, to come boldly to the throne of grace. Watch very carefully why that we're told that. Verse 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. That means God sees all things at all times and he sees everything that's going on. Nothing's hidden, watch. But all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do, with whom we are responsible to which all human beings are seeing then that's a powerful set of words right there seeing then that we have you got, if you see you got to be seeing seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our profession that's very important that you understand what that is Your profession is what you professed in the beginning, that Jesus died for you. You needed a Savior. You were dead in sin. He died to forgive you and deliver you from sin, and that's your profession, that Jesus is Lord. He's your Lord because of what he did at Calvary, and you're trusting from your heart in that, believing unto that righteousness and when you did, you were born again. Let us hold fast. That profession doesn't tell us to go get a new profession. And everything that's being preached today is causing the church to change its profession. You don't have but one, my friend, and it's the profession you had in the beginning when you professed from your believing heart that Jesus was the Son of God, sent from heaven to save you from your sins by dying for you, shedding his own blood on the cross. Hallelujah. That's your only profession. If there were two, we'd be told, but there's one. Hold fast our profession. We all have one profession. When our profession changes, that's what brings the division and the calamity into the church. And, and listen, when our profession changes, you remember Israel when they got so far off track, they had 400, 800 false prophets of Baal under the uh, under the, the the authority of old Jezebel, who was married to Ahab, who was uh, just a just an old hireling, just an old whatever his wife said and did, and and she ruled and not him, she ruled and not him and it, because Israel had changed their profession they were they were following and professing all the pro, what the prophets of Baal offered them, what Jezebel could do for them and because of that God had to call a man Elijah and put him on count. Of Mount Carmel to bring Israel back to their profession, that Jehovah is God and the way is the promise of a redeemer, which is what the altar represented that Elijah built on Mount Carmel and all the prophets that day of Baal under Jezebel died and were put to death. You need to understand that. We have one profession. You're told to hold fast to it. Why am I explaining all this? Because the Holy Spirit's bringing us to a place where he's going to say, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in your time of need. If you're an honest person, and you have to be if you're walking with the Lord, you're going to realize that you are in a time of need all the time. Listen, Again, if Jesus said, I cannot do anything without him, then that means I need him all the time. He is dwelling in me all the time, but I must be presented by his spirit all the time to the place that gets me through to the throne, that being the death of Jesus. Amen. I can't express Christ except by grace through faith. The same way I was saved and begin to have this profession. When my heart believed under righteousness and my mouth began to speak, the mouth speaking is my profession. The church has got all caught up in, we just need to show people. Yeah, you do need to show people how to live, but you got to tell people why you're living like you're living because there's a lot of nice people, sweet people that'll pay your light bill and help you out with your vehicle. It's broken a lot of nice people and thank God for them. But you got to understand, my friend, it ain't all about that. Lost people can do that. It's all about why you're doing what you're doing. What's the motive behind what you're doing? A lot of people, a lot of people doing a lot of good things But the root of why they're doing them is not because their faith is in the sacrificial work of Christ. And there it has to be, my friend, or what we're doing is not by grace. Let me say it again this morning. I cannot do anything without Jesus. He told me that. And the context of which he told me that in John 15 was the context of bearing fruit, the fruit of which, can, which glorifies our heavenly Father. See, Jesus has to be the one doing what's being done in us by his Spirit. You need to understand this so desperately today. I can do nothing without Jesus. That means I cannot bear any fruit without him. But I'm not bearing fruit because I'm saying his name. It could be, But it don't have to be if my faith is not in exclusively where the Holy Spirit is delivering me to always, which is the death of Jesus, so that I can obtain mercy and find grace in my time of need, which is how often? Well, there's never not a time that I don't have need for mercy and grace. That's why he always delivers us to death. So the expression of the one who brought grace and truth to us can be expressed. There is no grace or truth being expressed if it's not Jesus working in us by his spirit to express the result of, of what he did at Calvary. Peter wrote that beautiful expression. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. See, everything we do has to be the fruit of our salvation or it's just the fruit of us wanting to be honored by men, seen by men, heard, uh, paid by men, something. Jesus taught us in John 5, 44, that if we're seeking honor from men, we can't believe properly. We can't believe properly. I hope this is helping you today. I hope the Holy Spirit is revealing to you why he won't ever direct your attention away from the Lamb. If you're in Genesis, if you're in Numbers, if you're in Luke, Revelation, he don't matter where you're at in the Word, He is going to reveal Christ to you as the Lamb slain to you because that's where He's always delivering you unto. We can't talk about this enough. And I know most people would, would, would say, well, you're talking about that too much. But, you know, and they say, well, why do you have to always talk about the cross? But I got news for you. Uh, our God is asking us, why do we think we have to talk so much without the cross? Why do, we, why do we think we can just go on without Jesus, without the focus of the Lamb? Because if you're not focused on where the Holy Spirit's delivering us always unto, you can't partake of the divine nature. You can think you are, and you'll be trying to do it working under your own guise of the flesh because the flesh is very deceitful and deceptive very subtle are the schemes of satan to make us think we're living by grace through faith when we're nowhere near it because the cross is nowhere in our lives we don't understand that moment by moment we're being tried by god job 7:18 which is Him delivering us to the place where He tries us to see if we will hold fast this profession that we began with, a profession of faith? Let's look at verse 15. Now, look there in your Bibles. And let's, let's, why don't we just read verse 14 again and then roll into verse 15 like we like to do here in this ministry? Seeing then that we have a great high priest. That is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, who? Us who are being tempted always come boldly unto the throne of grace, the the throne there established with grace, the Bible says in Hebrews 13 uh, 9 I believe it is that the Lord establishes our hearts with grace Uh, because we have to come we we have the right now because we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb to come to the throne if we come through faith in the blood of the Lamb. Let us come, therefore, let us come, therefore, boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, the tender mercies of God. We can quote the scripture every day, but it's at the throne we come to to obtain mercy. Oh, I... Listen, how do, I, how do I come to the throne of grace to get this mercy, this, these tender mercies that are new every day? Where are they new every day? At the throne where I obtain them. They're, they're new every day at the throne where I ob- obtain them. Are you seeing this? And at the throne is where I find grace To help me in whatever this or that need is. Because I, listen, I've got a high priest who was touched with the feeling of our, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities in all points. He was tempted like as we are, yet he didn't sin. You see, listen here, my friends. Do you see this? The reason we get to the throne, we want to get to the throne to obtain mercy, this new tenderness of his mercies, hallelujah, where he's still not condemning us. And and the revelation of that is at the throne because that's where he's seated from a finished work with the appearance of who he is and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. We, we need that newness, that freshness, that tenderness every day of his mercies that, that show us he's still not condemning us. But this takes place at the throne. This is why a lot of Christians, they, they, they just go through little uh, spats of excitement, a, a little uh, joy, but most of the time it's not even really revival. It's just some new something. A lot of people got on board with the focus of the message of the cross for a few years there, but they're gone now. They're, they're, they're gone because it was something new, and now they're after something else new, and now they're after something else new instead of a deeper uh, work of death in their heart by the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, that's what the Holy Spirit's working in you as a child of God, Second Corinthians 4.12. We We need to learn now we all want something new, but we want a new and deeper revelation of the Lamb, of Jesus Christ, and who he is, and what he's done for us. By, but that listen, that can't be given to us except at the throne, and throne life is available for the Christian. Throne life is avail- available for the Christian. I hope you know that. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That means we we do have one. (coughs) But was in all points (coughs) tempted like as we are, yet without sin. See, do you see the issue here? Jesus was tempted in all points, but yet he never sinned. We're being tempted, and if we don't run to the throne when we're being tempted to to obtain mercy, this, this newness of, of God's tender mercies flowing toward us like a river, we need that revelation. The devil will try to make you uh, 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 forget that. The devil will try... See, this is why the devil hates hates the message of the cross, and, and many will even uh, so deceitfully and deceptively under the... It, it all happens by the lust of the flesh though. It's all, the devil can only use the lust of our flesh to get us away from the focus of the lamb. I, I thank God for me and like, the apostle Paul, that the Lord could hold steady the course and fight the good fight of faith and stay determined to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified all his life, hallelujah, even down to the pouring out of his, his, his life. You know, unto death, even at the end of his ministry declaring that he's fought the fight, he's run the race, he's finished his course uh, that God set him on. And, and let me tell you something, folks. God didn't set Paul in a different race than he set us in. He didn't set Paul's feet to, in a different kind of grace than he set our feet in. And you and I are going to have to learn to become determined to know nothing other, which is the, the same revelation that's written by the Holy Spirit through Paul, in that second letter to the Corinthian church, his determination to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified is by the Spirit of God, not just men claiming that, but men choosing to just believe the Scriptures. It brings them to this place where they can finally see where the Holy Spirit is always delivering them and begin to learn why he, many many multi, multi a multitude of reasons is why we are always delivered unto death and and this is one of them because we're always being tempted we're always being tempted. To sin, not by God, but by our own lustful flesh, the world, the devil, everything is against the child of God. And we need to know we've got this great and faithful advocate with the Father, the high priest, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, seated at God's right hand. And he's promised that if you will overcome as he overcame, you can be seated with him there. As he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Again, back to Ephesians. Let's go back there. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 6, that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is why we must set our affections on things above and not on things on the earth because the throne of God is not on the earth. It's above. Amen. And you and I are told to come to the throne. Let us come confidently you can't come to the throne of God without the confidence in Jesus and what he provided for you at Calvary to be able to get you there. You, you, you can't do that. You can't confess your way to the throne. You've got to surrender your heart to the death of Jesus to be able to get to the throne to find, to find grace in your time of need. Amen. Watch this now. Let's read it again. It's so beautiful. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. The Bible says, let's back up and read verse 5, if you don't mind. Even when we were dead in sins, I got news for you. As a child of God, you're no longer dead in sins. Now you're dead to the very sin that used to hold you captive in death. You're no longer dead in sin. You are now dead to. Sin meaning the sin nature hallelujah glory be to God even when we were dead in sins has God has quickened us together with Christ talking about the cross by grace are you saved what Jesus tasted death by the grace of God Hebrews 2 and 9 and has raised us up has listen this is something God has already done. Are you learning to see what God sees? Without a vision, and that means the vision God has, the vision God gave you at the born-again experience, the people perish. Without a vision, my people perish, the Bible says. And it's the without the vision of Christ and him crucified, without the vision of what the Holy Spirit is always delivering you unto, being the death of Jesus, using all the word of God to deliver you there. Oh, I need I need to say that again. God uses all the counsel of his word from Genesis to Revelation to, to, to point you to Christ who would justify you By his death. Does not the Bible say that the law was our schoolmaster that pointed us to the one who would justify us? Where was that? The cross. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's good news today, isn't it? Isn't that good news today? To know that all the Bible, the full counsel of God, will draw us to the place God is delivering us unto always so that we can come boldly to the throne. He's not delivering us to the throne always. He's asking us to come to the throne always in our time of need, but he's delivering us not to the throne, but to the death so that we can come to the throne to obtain mercy and to find mercy. The grace of God in our time of need. And again, I cannot express it enough. If I cannot do anything without Jesus, the question comes into being just how often do I want to bear fruit that magnifies my Savior and glorifies my Father? How often do I want to bear fruit? Because I cannot do it without Jesus. John 15:5 can't do anything, nothing, no thing without me. can't bear any fruit without Jesus. So how often do I want to bear fruit? Because that amount of time I've got to get to the throne to get grace. It don't come from anywhere else but the throne. And I can't get to the throne unless I accept being delivered by the Holy Spirit to the death of Jesus for Jesus' sake so that the death he tasted or the grace that he tasted death by, I can can find it for any situation where I'm being tempted sin. And that, my friend, is often. It's often. You say, well, I I don't do this and I don't do that. If you, listen, there's something that's worse than being bound as a Christian. And it's not knowing that you are. I need to say that probably ten more times there's something there's something that's worse than being bound as a Christian, and it's not knowing that you are when you are, and many people are bound not by alcohol, not by drugs, not by a foul mouth not by, but they're bound under the sin nature because their faith is in something other than the death of Jesus. They run to this when they're tempted. They run to that when they're tempted. If I could just do this, if I could, if I could get back to doing this, if, if I could just walk around the house three times and declare, declare this Bible verse over my life, they run to something other than the throne because they ain't nobody told them how to get there. You can't get to the throne to obtain mercy and find grace unless you go by way of the cross. Well, I'm already saved. I'm not talking about initially being saved. That don't automatically allow you the experience of throne life. We got a few minutes. Let's turn over to the book of Revelation. Where is it? Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. My, it's cold out there. Getting a little chilly. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. And we won't back up and read this, but this is to the church of the Laodiceans who've just become lukewarm. They've just become lukewarm. And they think, they say they're rich, they're increased with goods, they have need of nothing. We're okay. You ever ask anybody, can I pray with you? No, I'm good. Those folks aren't walking with the Lord. I'm I'm not being ugly. They're not walking with the Lord because anybody walking with the Lord they realize they're very needy. they very needy. Well, Christianity today, for the most part, will hear what I just said and say, hey, you, you can't tell me somebody ain't walking with the Lord just because they, just, just cause they it, it turned down prayer. Let me tell you something. Anybody walking with the Lord that I've ever known, they never turn down somebody praying for them. Oh, we good. No, I'm good. Get that away from me is what they're really saying. Because you say, in verse 17, I'm rich, I'm increased with goods, have need of nothing, and know not. Jesus said, and you don't even know that you're wretched, miserable. This is the church he's talking to, by the way, those that going around with the, with, with the false love message that's allowing all kind of false doctrine to come into the church, the false love method, the false love. Allowing all kind of false doctrine to come into the church, allowing anything to get in the pulpit and point to anything that's not the Lamb, that's not the testimony of God. Wretch, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy me gold tried in the fire. That's Jesus what he did at Calvary, my friend. Gold represents deity, God becoming a man tried in the fires, the work of Christ at Calvary, that you might be rich. See, nothing makes you rich spiritually other than faith in what Jesus did at Calvary. Hallelujah, how good news is that? And white raiment, that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Remember, there's nothing that gives eyesight except beholding the Lamb. That's what gave you your eyesight. Jesus told Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom or even see it till you're born again. That profession of faith you made in Christ Jesus. Your heart surrendered to Jesus as the Son of God and what he did on Calvary's cross, hallelujah, that you may see. Watch verse 19. Here's where we're going. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Today's church says all that rebuking, all that chastening, that that ain't love. Them folks just think they're the only ones right. Listen, it ain't. It, listen, it's not us. It's the Lord reaching for you, my friend. It's the Lord reaching for his backslidden, lukewarm church today off-track, self-centered, followers of men and not the Lord. Watch. Behold, I stand at the door. Now, the Lord spoke to my heart a year ago or so and told me it should be a frightful thing for my people to have my spirit in them but to be out of fellowship with me. And this is exactly where he finds the church of Laodicea. They, If they're born again, and they are, he's writing to them as the church. They have the Spirit of God dwelling in them, but they're not in fellowship with their Savior through the Spirit. See, it's not all about the Spirit. It's all about fellowship with Jesus through the Spirit. If you got saved, you've got the Spirit of God dwelling in you. But my friend, the goal is is fellowship with Jesus, not fellowship with the Spirit, fellowship with the Father and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes, that means to him that gets up and opens the door, he that hears my word accepts the reality of I'm wrong, I'm sorry, God forgive me, opens the door and gets back in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ through faith in what he did at Calvary because that's the only thing that uh, that ha- has to be there that allows us to be in fellowship with him. And if it's not there, he's knocking. That's what all this rebuke is toward the church. That's what all this chastening is. It's the knock on the door that most of the church says, don't want to hear all that about the cross. Don't want to hear all that about the cross. That means there cannot be delivered unto death always. That means they cannot reach the throne. Watch. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. Does Ephesians two and six tell us that we're already, we've already been made to sit with Him? We've already been made to sit with Him. We're talking about the experience. We're talking about Him that overcomes. Will I grant to sit with Me in My throne? Watch. Here comes the great revelation for those who have spirit taught hearts. Even as I also overcame, how did He overcome? How did our Savior overcome? At Calvary. That's where He overcame the devil's plan, the devil's scheme. That's where He overcame our sin nature. That's where he put to death all of the old creation and made the new creation. That's where he overcame. And there is no other overcoming place. That's why the Holy Spirit, cha-ching, write it down on your list, another reason why we're always delivered unto death So, for Jesus' sake so that we can express him and His overcoming power and reign by grace through righteousness in these mortal bodies. That's why verse 12 says in 2 Corinthians 4 So then, death works in us, but life in you. Amen. Watch now. To Him that overcomes, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Instead of in a place with men who are not even in fellowship with me. See, the fellowship with God is by his spirit through faith in what his son did at Calvary. And that, my friend, is throne like. You were crucified with him and you're you're just as seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now as you were crucified with him. But we're talking about the experience of this right now by faith. You weren't physically in your body you can look at at Calvary. But by faith, your faith placed you at Calvary. Your faith in where you're being delivered to always, now places you where Christ is representing you now at the right hand of the Father where you can approach, you can come to the throne with confidence because you're coming through a heart surrender to the death of Jesus. And that means your death with him. Hmm. That means your death with him. I mean, you died with him. You were buried with him. You were raised up with him and even ascended with him and are seated with him in him at the right hand of the Father. This is all a reality. And listen, this is such a good report, and I have to close here, but this is such a good report of the promise afforded you that you have to remember 10 Of the 12 spies said, no, it's too good to be true. We can't have this. We can't do this. But see, what we're talking about today is something God has given us through the promise of his son. We have access through faith in the cross of Christ, his death. To find ourselves having been forgiven, buried, resurrected with him and ascended with him and being able to always come boldly, confidently to the throne to obtain that mercy that we need and to find that grace to overcome temptation that we need. Remember There's no overcoming anything without grace and it's always going to be the grace that Jesus tasted death by. We we might say I need grace to preach and you need grace to be a father, you need grace to be a husband and that's so true but it only comes from one place. It only comes from one source and to get that grace To find, they don't say just get it. It says find grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. To find that grace, you've got to come through the avenue that allows you to find it in God's eyes. And that's the death of Jesus. We'll get more into this this next Monday morning. Unless we're iced in, supposed to be some bad weather coming. But I hope you get into this. There's a great book you can read, a little, real small book by F.J. Hugel called The Enthroned Christian or The Enthroned Life, something like that. Very small book, and I love Hugel's writings for it brings, it, it allows us to learn the application of the theological things we've learned for years. And and it's just so beautiful to to be learning these things. Another beautiful thing is how the Lord has brought the the writings of this man FJ Hugel into our, our lives at such a time as this that help us to see because it's nothing but Scripture, but it's it's a more in depth view for those who are willing to go deeper into this place of being determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified we've gone over a few minutes but I got to quit I hope you have been blessed I pray the Lord's touch be on your body soul and spirit today and his touch can be there for you to deal with any situation that you have he is faithful in all avenues call on him trust in him And never take your eyes off where he's delivering you always unto so that you can obtain his mercy offered you and find his grace offered you there for Jesus' sake so that you can express the will of God that takes place when you're obtaining mercy and finding his grace. Praise God. If the Lord stirs your heart to help us, pray for us, please. And you can give an offering to the Lord by giving to this ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you, I love you, and I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. Praise the Lord.